Buenos dias from San Gervasi. This is the Rorschach Spain update from the 7th of December 2023. Quick summary of what's going down in Spain. Five deputies from the Podemos party have decided to break away from the leftist alliance Sumar, as well as adding complication to an already exhausted political scene. This development may inhibit Sanchez's ability to pass legislation, as he now needs the support of both Podemos and Sumar in the 350-seat chamber. He will also need support from smaller parties, such as the Catalan separatist Junts Group and the PNV, the Basque Nationalist Party. However, Podemos has assured that it won't put the stability of the executive at risk. Tensions between Podemos and Sumar escalated, leading to the break. One of the reasons could be that Sumar refused to allow Podemos to participate in a press conference on the Israel-Hamas conflict. However, the main reason could also be that Podemos had no official representation in Sanchez's new government cabinet. Amnesty talks are underway between the Socialist Party, PSOE, and Junts per Catalunya, but what's public opinion? December barometer conducted by El País in Cadena Sur asked participants to associate four words, privilege, injustice, coexistence, and integration with the term amnesty. Results indicate that Catalonia and the Basque Country are the only regions that significantly support amnesty with 53% in Catalonia and 46% of the Basque Country thinking of the word coexistence. However, different story in Madrid and Andalusia is just over 60% associated amnesty with an unfair privilege. In contrast, only 30% said coexistence. Meanwhile, over 60% of the participants associated amnesty with injustice in Valencia and in Castilla y León. On to education, the study results for the International Student Assessment, or PISA, 2022, were released on Tuesday, the 5th of December. Spain could have done a little bit better. PISA study by the Organization of Economic Cooperation and Development, or OECD, examines 15-year-old students from around 80 countries in March 2022, marking the first academic standard results post-pandemic. It's designed to see educational gaps in partnering nations. According to the 2022 PISA results, over 20% of 15-year-olds in Spain repeated at least one year since primary. In Iceland and Croatia, only 1% had. France reported 11%, Italy 9%, Portugal 17 The bottom of the list were Colombia with 39% and Cambodia with 29%. There's been a decline in math performance in Spain since the 2018 study with an average score of 473 points in 2022 compared with 481 points in 2018. However, good news for science with the average reaching 485 points in 2022, matching the OECD average in improvement from 2018 score of 483 points. Want to know how each country did? Link in the show notes. While the whole of Spain contemplates the first post-pandemic PISA results, Catalonia lost 21 points in mass scores between 2018 and 2022, equivalent to a full academic year. Only the city of Melilla fared worse, losing 28 over the same period. OECD average is 17. In contrast, Madrid and Asturias improved, gaining eight and four points respectively. On Tuesday the 5th, government quickly blamed low scores in Spain on immigration, saying the average drops in the results in Catalonia were due to the migrant problem in the region. According to the OECD's results, there was an unfortunate disparity between the results of migrants and non-migrant students throughout Spain. Still, Antoni Castella, deputy for Junts per Catalunya, warned against using immigration as an excuse. Next up, monarchy has some infidelity allegations. And for once, we're not talking Juan Carlos. This week, Jaime del Burgo, 
friend who later married Letitia's sister, has alleged that he and the queen had a romantic relationship before and after she married King Felipe in 2004. Allegations surfaced in a book by royal reporter Jaime Peñafiel, where Del Burgo also stated that Spain's Secret Service surveilled him due to the relationship. Spain's royal household has not commented on the matter. EU countries rejected a plan by the Spanish Council presidency to use income from Russian assets frozen since the start of the invasion to support Ukraine's reconstruction. Some ambassadors from EU countries have said that giving Kiev the economic boost might undermine the Union's commitment to supporting Ukraine. What they meant by that, who knows? But okay. Meta, or Facebook, has its own problems to deal with this week. On Monday, the 4th of December, a group representing 83 Spanish media outlets slapped Facebook's Meta with a whopping 550 million euro or 600 million US dollar lawsuit. They're crying foul, accusing Meta of gaining an unfair advantage by systemically and massively using personal data from users on its Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp platform to create and offer personalized ads, which is kind of the whole point of Facebook. But hey, let's hope they pay up. Tech industry is allegedly struggling as 2023 becomes a year of mass layoffs, at least for employees rather than shareholders. On Monday, the 5th, Telefonica, a multinational provider, informed unions that they need to shave around 5,000 jobs. That's an amputation, not a shave, but okay. By 2026, so they will start putting groups of people on the Expediente de Regulación de Trabajo, or ARA, a permanent determination of an employment contract. And they're not the only ones. According to the Layoffs Research Portal 2023, over 1,000 tech companies have laid off over 250,000 people. Spotify is contributing to this trend by letting go of 17% of its workforce, approximately 1,500 employees in the coming year. Tech giants said the pandemic ushered in a golden age for tech companies as people increasingly relied on technology while at home, leading to the expansion of their workforce. However, due to uncertain economic climate, Less essential projects are now being scaled back. What they mean is that they don't want employees cutting into high corporate profits. As if on cue, just a day after announcing mass layoffs, Telefonica announced it would pay around 8 million euros in dividends at a rate of 15% per share to shareholders on Thursday the 17th. Despite the current situation, the company emphasized its dedication to fulfilling the commitment made in November 2022 to reward its shareholders. Moving on. Tarico Novales, a Spanish long-distance runner, made history on Sunday, the 3rd of December, after stopping the clock at two hours and five minutes at the Valencia Marathon. However, in his post-race interview, Novales directly criticized the Royal Spanish Athletics Federation for inadequate support of marathons. The runner said that despite setting records, he funded everything independently with some support from Adidas and received no financial assistance from the Federation. In other news, law enforcement in Spain and Italy arrested 11 individuals involved in a large-scale food fraud operation, producing over 68,000 gallons of olive oil unfit for consumption. Police discovered the olive oil, falsely labeled as high quality in raids across both countries, exposing an underground network of fraudulent food sellers targeting the demand for premium olive oil. The arrested individuals diluted their olive oil with lampante oil to make it cheaper. Some lampante oil is unrefined, high acidity, raw version of olive oil that they are also able to compete within legal supply chains as it is not an illegal ingredient. 2019 European Commission report cited olive oil as the most investigated product in the EU for consistent mislabeling 
making it difficult for consumers to know whether the product is authentic. Olive oil isn't the only reason to visit Spain. On Wednesday, the 6th of December, the country launched the Spain for All campaign, focusing on enhancing accessibility and inclusivity to attract additional tourism. The goal is to establish a socially inclusive tourism model, taking notes from accessible tourism cities like Bilbao and promoting geographic and economic sustainability throughout the country year-round. And finally, Big news for the Canary Islands this week. The Spanish Ministry of Ecological Transition, Miteco, has committed 85 million euros or 91 million U.S. dollars to renewable energy. The Miteco has greenlit funding for 51 renewable energy and storage projects across the islands. Layman's terms, that's a lot of green energy for Spain, and it's a big step addressing the archipelago's historic reliance on fossil fuels. And that's it for this week. Ever wonder who these Rorschach people are and why they care about what's going on in Spain? So head to our website, find out more about us and other things we do. You can read about the organization, other projects we're carrying out, other podcasts we do about our zines, Something catches your eye, have any questions, reach out. Contact information is in the show notes. Hasta la próxima.